We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL, felixgrayglasses.com backslash CMOS girlies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. Hey, cmosgirlies, we're back and we're potting. We haven't been potting in a hot second. We did a little pre-recorded episode. It's a Sunday night. Emma and I are having our Sunday cmosgirlies scaries. How's it going over there, dog? It's going well. I made, you know, a lovely medium roast steak for one for dinner. And yeah, I kind of forgot how to pot because it's been a while, even though I feel that we used to do a lot of pre-recordings, but we haven't lately. So I'm kind of like, ooh, what what is this but um, overall i'm good my legs are fucking so sore i it just like hurts to walk um so maybe i'll take a bath tonight to nice release the soreness from my body i know now sorry for the cmos girlies if all of you guys have really expensive water bills because i was taking a bath like every night and then i was like wait i cannot do this that's a lot of water that i'm wasting so i've been scheming back on my water you have to pay for water for your apartment bills yeah right I thought water was maybe I feel that water is usually included, but maybe I thought it's it was utility. Real. I don't know. Me don't know. Who fucking knows? Um, maybe it's not. That also I don't know anything about anything as like a Gen Z shit poster, so um I could be very wrong there. Um, but we have some intro topics. This episode's gonna be like we kind of wanted it to be about preventative health, but it's more kind of about like budgeting and like the expensive side of wellness, and then also like the side of wellness that isn't cost effective. A lot of it is kind of talking about like social signifiers of wellness and like how that's changed a lot in the past few years. So yeah, this is not like a budgeting episode about like what I spend in a week as a meme admin here. Um, yeah, no, that would be boring to listen to. But yeah, a lot of people always ask about like, what should I buy if I am able to, you know, spend money on wellness? And I think Kate and I have been through it all. We've been through our very frivolous stages and our very not so much frivolous stages yeah. in life when it comes to wellness. And, you know, I think it's important to invest in your health at a young age to a certain extent. And you know, it's really easy to go overboard. So hopefully this episode will provide some general guidance. Yeah, um, we'll get into that in a bit. But to start us off with catching us up, what, what have we been up to the past few weeks? Well, I was in Santa Barbara. I did my my little half marathon, which went well. Um, I met some CMOS girlies there, which was really nice. And I think a few actually raced it as well. Um, so I went there, went straight to Air One Hot Bar, which was very CMOS girlies of me. Um, it's very funny. The last time I went to Los Angeles in like February of this past year, I went to the one in Venice, which is closest from LAX. And there's a guy that um, works like the valet for the parking garage, if you want it. And I remember last time I went there, he stopped me and was like, oh, we're having a private event for like a Jason Derulo TikTok event. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like the grocery store is closed for a TikTok event. And apparently, so I posted a TikTok on it. And if you aren't on TikTok, like if you post something, 
odds are 10 out of 10 times like someone will find the video that can like answer your question from across the world so a few people found the video apparently from LA and were like oh yeah that's like Jeffrey he does that to everyone like as a joke the person Jeffrey also found my TikTok and so I pull up to Erwan months later this past week and he's working and he's like what are you doing back here and I went and get my little hot bar orange chicken moment and I'm about to leave and I go into my car and there's like a bouquet of flowers in there and there's a little post-it note on it like welcome back to LA and that made my day you know I was like I don't know anyone here but I know Jeffrey at Air One and that made my day and then I drove to Santa Barbara listened to my Lana Del Rey while I was driving up the highway and ran and ate a lot of food and now I'm back in the the depths of New York, but it was very fun. I recommend for any of the CMOS girlies that I think running a half marathon is a really good goal. Like I would say if you're considering running a marathon, I would definitely do a half marathon before that, not only from like the distance preparation, but just to get in the cadence of what a race is like. Um, what is it like running with other people? For me, it was a lot uh whether we're, we're you know there's people watching you spectators and that's an experience I've never had and I found it to be pretty distracting because most of the time I just run with headphones in so I would definitely try even a 5k before a half marathon but definitely like a half marathon before a full and it's fun you know if you're running a lot it's something to look forward to it's a nice goal to have in the future and you know pace doesn't really fucking matter just do it for yourself so it's my Santa Barbara recap for those inquiring hell yeah congrats man um uh, yeah, I have not been running half marathons. I've just been lifting per usual. Uh, but but I have upgraded my work from home environment because I work from home. I have a hybrid situation with where I work and my back cannot handle sitting on my wooden antique chair. And I was like, you know what, Emma? Working from home will probably remain constant for rest of your life to some capacity and you should probably you know change up your situation because I also just hated sitting so much at home I'm a very fidgety person I get really anxious when I'm sitting really still and so working a nine-to-five can be challenging for me in that aspect um so I manically ordered a standing desk off of Amazon with my dad's help we like FaceTime for 30 minutes reading all of the reviews and I like never really shop on Amazon and it's a very overwhelming place to shop because it's like you don't know which one's the best. Um, But wow, I'm a changed person. I also got noise canceling headphones. So I've just been in my own little world. I've been probably almost towing the line of like toxic productivity, but I'm just like I feel so <laughs> safe and I am able to get a lot of work done. So if you're someone who's also working from home and you're just kind of like I don't feel like investing in any of this because like whatever like work is work. I highly suggest it. It really does make such a difference in like changing up your work environment. And I think also to living in a small apartment like myself, I like really try to prioritize separation between like my dining area and like my sleeping area. And I was like working where I was eating. I just never felt that I had like a true separation from work when I was working from home. So just little tips for anyone who is maybe getting their first job or if you are also trying to navigate work from working from home. Um, it's really the little things that make a difference. Get your standing ass desk on and join Emma. Um, no, it sounds great. It sounds like you have the setup of a lifetime over there. I related to standing us like beginning of the pandemic, like while I was still in school, I got like one of those folding desks that goes on a bed. Like it kind of looks like what they give people at a nursing home to eat on. Mm. And I just have it as a side table now and I actually don't use it, but it's like nice, you know, to not have your computer like burning your legs. So yeah. you could do that as well. Uh, another update, I did a Thrive Market haul. So I'll talk about Thrive Market in this episode. If you don't know, it's a grocery, subs not subscription, but you can get grocery boxes and it's like all the shit that you can get at health stores at a fraction of the cost. This is not sponsored, by the way, I wish. Thrive Market, if you're listening, bang our email, bang our DMs, I guess. But it's just cool because, like, yeah, I think sometimes at the supplements, like, going and shopping to supplements in person, you see a million magnesiums and, like, shopping for that online sometimes can be a lot nicer. And, you know, they have a lot of brands that you might not have access to at a health store. They all have the crackers and the baking mixes and the soups. So I did a fat-ass haul. I spent, like, $100 on stuff because I just needed my – or I was going to get my creatine. So I'm in my creatine era. So if I just get jacked overnight, I will accredit it to my creatine. And then I also got these, like, baking mixes, and I made one of them today. 
day. One of them was like a keto banking mix and there's like nothing in it. I really just like didn't check the ingredients before I ordered it. And I was like, the fuck? So TBD on that, if it bakes or if it's just like a sad ass thing, I mean, it's a mix. So like it should work hypothetically, right? And then I got some magnesium. I got some electrolytes. I got some flackers. Uh, but yeah, 10 out of 10 for the girlies. And they also have like frozen shit. Like you can get a bunch of frozen meat and vegetables and, you know, frozen waffles and stuff. So love, love the Thrive Market moment. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to get creatine. That is on my next supplement purchase. We need to make a meme list. about creatine too soon. I'll yeah. Um, I get a lot of TikTok videos about what people use before going to the gym. And yeah, one of them's creatine. And then a lot of people do greens and reds and other things. I'm like, I don't, this is all yeah. like a mad. Um, I've seen a lot but, of the beet powder before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad has a beet powder and I'm like, bro, I don't think you need this. Um, yeah, I haven't had any quirky supplements, but I have been having a lot of blackstrap molasses. I think when I was vegan and had like a crazy oatmeal fixation, I, my constant combination would always be like chocolate oats, blueberries, pumpkin seeds, blackstrap molasses, and almond butter. And I've been eating oats again because I've been having the craving and I just forgot how iconic that combination is. So I'm back in my 2019, 2020 era of having oats every day with that. But for people who don't know about like the health benefits of blackstrap molasses, it's like a byproduct of sugar. It's like filtered multiple times. So it has a lot more health benefits than obviously consuming regular sugar, but it's most known for having a lot of iron are a decent amount. So if you're either iron deficient or are just like seeking to find iron rich sources and foods, I highly recommend getting blackstrap molasses. It kind of tastes like licorice. Um, so if you're not into that flavor, you may not love it, but I do feel that it grows on you. Yeah. I used them today when I made some chia seed jam. Um, it adds a nice little flavor to the, the jamminess. Um, so big, big shout out there. Um, I think that's all we have for intro topics. You know, Emma and our, our birthdays are coming up. We went to a bathhouse this weekend. That was, uh, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't really record or do anything there, but maybe we'll do a birthday bash at some point. I mean, we'll both be going home for Thanksgiving and whatnot, but mm-hmm. If you have any ideas for a birthday idea for us, let us know. Yeah, if there's like any iconic bakery, we're always open for ideas. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to go home. I haven't seen my family in over six months. And I guess my grandma has had her Thanksgiving table set for the past month. So (laughs) homegirl is ready. She's ready to celebrate, ready to see me. Um, Love. Perks of being the favorite grandchild. But We should get into the episode for today. Yeah, let's get into the app. I hope you're having a beautiful Tuesday, and I'll call you back in a sec. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, CMOS Grillies. We have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that? They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSGRILLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. 
I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, athletic greens contain dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies. We know you spend hours scrolling and liking our memes on your phones. Hey, Emma, have you heard about the dangers of blue light? Oh, girl, am I aware? From the headaches to the blurry vision, I am a victim of blue light. Did you know that exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep? Even though your girlies take your magnesium before bed, we suggest you check out Felix Gray lenses to help with blue light exposure. Kate and I are wearing our glasses as we we record this ad because the Felix Gray lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. All right, let's get into it. So to ground this episode, one, this is coming from Emma and my personal experience with wellness and buying wellness products. Um, It is going to have like factual information on like the cost of wellness, but it's mostly going to be like our kind of advice on how to navigate it, like things that we would spend money on, hacks that we've found, um, the things that are dumb and inaccessible and like why it happens, you know we do live in a society. So like, it's not at random why wellness is ultra inaccessible for certain things, right? Like the, the country we live in, like United States, like we are ridden with income inequality and like disparities and like racial injustice. So that is like why wellness is so fucked. So it's like a byproduct of that, which we will get into now. So starting off with the healthcare system, um, pretty sure if you know about America, our healthcare system is garbage and not good. And we do not have universal healthcare over here, but globally healthcare costs are rising like at a very unsustainable rate. Um, expenditures are expected to increase from 7.8 trillion in 2013 to more than 18 trillion. Once again, that burden is being put on to people that like have extreme health conditions and they can't get access to help and corporations and pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, are reaping from the pop profits of that. So it just makes it harder and harder for people to get care. And since things are getting more expensive, people are trusting the system less and consumers like as a result of this, that's why there's been this also like similar increase in wellness and personal health, because it's like, okay, the system is so bad. I don't have access to this. Let's see if I could go get some turmeric or I could go do these things outside of what my Western, the Western medicine, medicine establishment, my doctor is saying. Um, A lot of people have started seeking out holistic interventions because they feel just like underserved by Western medicine at large, specifically women, specifically women of color have this lack of trust because they've had like a lot of health concerns dismissed. And that's been this increase in wellness, which is like using products, using new devices, using apps, taking health supplements, prioritizing organic foods, following special diets. All these things are correlated with like the healthcare system just being like fucked up. Yeah. And I think it's important to also just touch on like the true wealth divide that occurs in wellness and just also discussing a little bit on like the percentage of people who cannot afford healthy food globally. I think many of us realize that food scarcity and like the inability to purchase healthy foods for a lot of people is like a huge issue in America and obviously globally. And I'm sure a lot of us are probably privileged in the sense that we aren't really exposed to, you know, those communities because of like how, you know, 
all of our cities are segregated and whatnot. But according to the UN and the Food and Agriculture Organization, it's estimated that about 3 billion people globally are unable to afford a healthy diet as of 2020. Um, and so this has increased by about 112 million people since 2019. Of course, these numbers are probably much larger now since it's nearly 2023. And sort of what they consider a diet to be unaffordable is if it costs more than 52% of a household income and the cost of like a healthy diet is considered the cost of the least expensive locally available foods to meet requirements of energy. And so of course, like these numbers are going to vary again from where people live across the world, but the U S alone, it's estimated to be about 4.9 million people who are unable to afford any type of healthy food that would fall into this like healthy diet. And you know, what are the factors of it? driven by increased food prices and inflation, which I know we'll probably touch on a little bit more in the episode, extreme climate events, and then population growth and food scarcity. Kate and I have also talked a lot about in like food and climate change episodes, why like a lot of healthy foods are not subsidized by the government. And of course, you know, areas in Africa are probably going to be like experienced way more like droughts and other climate events. So just kind of to put into perspective, there is like a huge amount of people who aren't even able to like afford even the basics when it comes to like a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And to get into the next kind of topic is like, is health and wellness expensive? And kind of thinking about, well, I guess take a moment and think about what your definition of that. I feel like we all have an image in our head of like what you view as like health and wellness, um, whether you use those words together. Cause like when I think of wellness, I think of more of like supplements and fancy products and stuff. When you think of health, I feel like people think of longevity and living long, but Overall, yes, health and wellness is very expensive. As Emma mentioned, like the systems in place make it very inaccessible for people to afford not only basic needs like clean water, healthy food, but with climate change and pollution, like our air is getting worse, the water quality is getting worse. Um, Not only will like climate change exacerbate like the like migrant crisis, people will be like refugees and like trying to find housing and shelter. And like, if you don't have stable housing, like, how are you going to go have an exercise regimen? Like, how are you going to do your yoga and your meditation if there's like conflict in your country or something like that? So that's just like a good point to have in the background. So there was a study that was done by Harvard in 2013, and they were kind of getting at the question of like, is a healthy diet more expensive, which obviously, yes, it is. And they found that like the healthiest diets cost about 150 more per day than the least healthiest diet. So what they did in this study is they sort of looked at foods based on caloric uh, quantity or like how many calories in an item and then also like nutrient density. So if you're thinking about an item, like let's say a pizza versus watermelon, like watermelon for the price of getting like a dollar slice of pizza, the amount you could buy of watermelon for a dollar is going to be so calorically diluted compared to that pizza, right? I actually, this brings up a funny memory of the beginning of the pandemic. If anyone knows who Emily Oberg is, um, she's like the founder of Sporty and Rich. She posted an infographic on her Instagram story and it was like an apple and a McDonald's Happy Meal. And it was like five apples for $5. And then like McDonald's Happy Meal was equal. And she was like, something along the lines of like, it's, it's affordable to be healthy, yet kind of ignoring the fact that if you ate five apples, that has like absolutely no calories, and that is not sufficient for you to like, have enough energy intake throughout the day. So that's kind of what this Harvard study found. They said that researchers found that healthier diet patterns, for example, diets rich in fruits, vegetables, fish, nuts, cost significantly more than those of quote, unhealthy diets. So things like processed foods, refined sugars, etc., and the reason is because unhealthy diets may cost less because like food policies in place have focused on a production of these inexpensive high volume commodities, which has led to like people only have the option to really go for these like highly processed food products because it's like this maximum industry profit to produce these things. Right. Um, the USDA also did a very similar study to this Harvard one where they found that foods that were low in calorie for a given weight tend to have a higher price. So that's things like vegetables and fruits. Um, it's just like a very expensive way to purchase food energy. If you're like going to try to, it's like the raw vegans. Like if you're going to try to get a day of calories by only eating watermelon, you have to buy so much in quantity of it. Okay. Um, the overall point is that it's a very systemic problem. It's not a random accident that the system is like this or government has made decisive policy choices to make us unhealthy and create this divide of who can afford and who can't afford. And there is food apartheid. There is accessibility issues when it comes to health and wellness. And I think about 
a lot of people that are like wellness gurus don't speak about accessibility when they make food recommendations. Um, research has found that a lot of people who push organic foods, they raise fears about like pesticides that often pushes people that are in low income communities to eat less fruits and vegetables because they're like, what's the point if this has pesticides? Like, why would I go and buy it? And it's like, we guys, we know that like if you eat broccoli, even if it has pesticides, it's going to be better than something that's like doesn't have any nutrients at all. So I think that's just a terrible outcome. And it is a terrible outcome that stems from the wellness community and like fear mongering and diet culture and all of that stuff. I think it's the same thing when it comes to sustainability and zero waste when people are demonizing plastic use and they say like, here's a here's a haul to become zero waste. And it's every product recommendation is to go out and buy new things. The alternative that would be a lot better is telling people to work through your old product, reuse old stuff you have. You don't need to go buy a new sustainable mason jar. You just need to like reuse an old pickle jar instead. Um, There's also another article I read that was calling, it was talking about how super expensive wellness is on the rise, which is kind of like my main position on all of this is like, the the wealthy is not experiencing inflation right now. The wealthy is spending more and more on luxury and wellness like crazy. The pandemic sort of accelerated this divide and people are now demonstrating wealth with by wellness purchases and people weren't doing that before. So there's different wellness status symbols of like, I have this crystal and I have the Saqqara Life Cleanse and I have this. That signifies that I'm rich enough to afford this stuff. People used to, you know, people have always done that, whether it be designer purses or expensive cars or like what school district you live in. But now it's interesting that wellness is becoming like a lot about status symbols too. Um, and that brings into kind of like the next point of like kind of redefining wellness and health when it comes to like, is it ex- not expensive, but there are some things you can do that don't have to be expensive, but they are the unsexy stuff. Eight hours of sleep, walking outside sitting and meditating like you know if you're in a country with a conflict and there's like war outside your window you probably can't sit and meditate right um if you have 10 minutes and you're living in a fairly you know you have a shelter you have a house like you could meditate do emma and i meditate no we joke this weekend we don't have the patience to do it but that's an excuse that we made for ourselves. that is something that we could be practicing that is an absolutely free thing to do wellness wise and i think specifically when i'm thinking this is very narrow I'm talking about CMOS girlies here. I'm talking about, you know, people in the U.S., college-age students that have, not even college, college and above, people that have extra income to devote to wellness. I think when people say wellness is expensive or when people think of wellness, the thought goes to consumerism. But being in community, sleep, movement are much more important to longevity, but they're much more boring, right? Like if we had to do an episode about why you should move your body and get eight hours of sleep that like you guys would be like duh I know I need to drink water and do that right it's not fun sexy stuff um but it's because like wellness has become this way for people to show off their wealth more subtly than buying this like expensive handbag or car like they could just go to the exclusive yoga classes and drink expensive juices and also to say like I definitely do a lot of these things. I'm sitting here right now with my Garmin and my Whoop on. Like I've gone to solid core classes. Like I have made a lot of like wellness investments in myself and I'm very privileged to do so. So I hope that I think, I think the CMOS girlies understand that when Emma and I speak about wellness and I think CMOS girlies memes, like we live in the contradictions. Like you might not have every product we like make a meme about. Like I make memes about shit I do not have. And that's the whole point that like you can get some of the stuff and invest in some stuff that works for you, but you don't feel like you need to buy everything we've made a fucking meme about. Like that is crazy. Right. Um, and I think the the subgroup in like kind of the CMOS girlies demographic, I'm not speaking about people in like the global South right now, but wellness can be expensive for, I think people that go out and socialize in New York city, for example, like you're going and you're spending $20 on a drink, you're taking an Uber, um, you're eating at a restaurant, right? People that do that. And then in the next morning, they go buy an expensive workout class. They go get a green juice after they go get a new workout set after like you're, you're doing both there. You are going out and you are also buying the wellness stuff that is like twice the cost. But I think when people do like for Emma and I, we don't go out. So like, we always say like, I don't Uber, I don't have that cost. I don't eat out. I don't have that cost. I don't drink. I don't have that cost. But I think a lot of young people in New York city, when they do both, that's where I think it's like, that is holy shit. That is holy shit expensive, right? If you're buying supplements and you're also going out, not to say you don't need to do that. I think you should have balance. I think if you like doing both things, do them. I just think that's where like the cost can really add up, if that makes sense. Um, 
And so I think rather than well-being being very straightforward, like don't smoke, don't drink, you know, move your body, eat a variety of foods. It's this like industry kind of mythology about like weird products. It's kind of perceived as well-being is really hard to achieve, which I feel almost every day. Like it's so complex. It's so complicated. It's very difficult to achieve and perform wellness perfectly. And, you know, you have you need to like have some advanced knowledge to really do it. And we've just learned so much like we've gone so far away from our kind of like innate way of being humans right um it's it should be straightforward on how to live a healthy lifestyle but now it's less insanely complicated consumerist mess some reasons why it's like that i think specifically now in like 2022 is because lack of regulation in the supplement industry so when it comes to like supplements people can say whatever the fuck they want and then two coupled with social media where people can just go on there make up health claims they can say you know go on tiktok and say x cured this ailment i had it's this slippery slope of so much noise in the industry and there's not any like clear guidelines right i i feel that way all the time there's like a million fucking diets there's a million foods that are good for you the same ones are also bad for you tomorrow and so i think this just gets us away from like the idea of health being something that's pretty simplistic and pretty you know straightforward and i think the frame that people should think through about wellness to be to like have i don't know like make it worthful is worthful that's not even a fucking word worthwhile is wellness should feel relative to you like do you feel stronger than you were last year do you feel like you have a better idea of foods that you like and make you feel good than last year do you feel better emotionally like do you feel like you've worked on your relationships like those are things that you should be focusing on like not should i go keto tomorrow or should i go paleo tomorrow like that's just kind of garbage stuff Yeah. And I also feel too, you know, when you're younger, you're definitely way more impressionable and you probably feel so much more pressure to do everything and have everything because you haven't really developed a true sense of like personal identity. And one thing that I've noticed with me with my relation to, you know, like shopping and making purchases, especially, you know, in wellness and and other industries too, as I've gotten older. And now that I like, you know, have an actual salary, I know how much I make each month. And I know, you know, the things that I have to prioritize to pay for that I've kind of have shifted my mindset of what is actually like important to me. And, you know, when I was younger and like kind of discovering wellness and I know it can be really, really exciting when you discover all these new products and all these new brands like that personal discovery is so exciting. And I would always spend so much money on like, you know, tinctures or like random powders that like truthfully looking back on, I probably didn't need. And now at my age, I'm like, yeah, like I know those things exist, but I know that those like aren't super like key or like top priorities for me when it comes to like health and wellness. So I think also as you get older, you just become much more aware of like spending and just how things cost. And so I think for people who are younger, especially like, you know, you're probably not paying for rent fully yet. You're probably still getting a little bit of assistance from your parents if you're in college that, you know, that little bit of like extra, you know, spending money. I think like you should enjoy spending it while you can until, you know, you actually are living fully on your own and like taking care of yourself. Um, but yeah, I think kind of another thing that I want to touch back on is that, yeah, a lot of us have become like really obsessed with like performative aspect of wellness. You know, you go into TikTok, you go into Instagram again, like he mentioned, like all these social signifiers. And so it can feel like this immense pressure that like, oh, I have to have this in order to be healthy. And that's why I think, you know, a lot of people have this thinking that, you know, wellness equals or like being wealthy equals healthy, et cetera. But I've even have noticed for me, like to really rewire my brain and really challenge those thoughts. Like I feel more at peace when I'm on a casual walk, which is like completely free than any type of tincture that I'll ever try to take to like help my anxiety. And I think just really getting back to the fundamental basics of what is it that truly is going to support you again, deep breathing nature, eating mindfully, quality of sleep, connecting with others. I think we definitely like overlook those now because it's all, you know, essentially taken over by consumer products. Um, So I definitely challenge a lot of people to kind of really question what are like the fundamental basics that are really going to actually to make you healthy. Is it going to be this random $19 green juice or is it just going to actually be, you know, you having a glass of water and going to bed at a reasonable time? Yeah. And I think like I was saying before, before, between the balance of going out versus saying, staying in kind of this, like how to save, how to budget, like how to be smart about wellness, like things that we've learned. 
like for example i went out yesterday on a date i literally saw cms girlies josh if you're listening to this and you saw me with a miscellaneous man in midtown i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um but love you bestie and i hope i hope you get athletic greens we were talking about it um at midnight last night but like for me i think there's also like balance you know you can have this mental anxiety like if you do get fomo let's say you're in college or something like that then go out once and then the next night you'll be like I don't fucking like that I want to be taking a bath right now right so I think I often find myself with like the mental anxiety of like stuff like that of like you know if I have a lifestyle that is structured like a the things that you miss out on you, you know you're like oh I want I wish I should go out and I wish I should go do this crazy thing go do it once because it'll take off the mental anxiety and like Emma was saying then you will find the routines that actually bring you back to like where you want to be or like which ones are actually important to you right um and when it comes to going out staying in like I just it's it's so expensive to go out I just like always forget because I don't do it that like drinks are $20 and there's that one girl that made the TikTok that kind of like blew up the internet a few months ago about like you guys are bitching about this air one smoothie that's $17 yet will spell $17 on like a vodka soda and a bunch of people were like damn I never thought about it like that that's crazy right um so it is all choices, right? It is like you could cook your own meal, cook your own meals versus eating out. You could meal prep throughout the week. Like, do you feel like a loser when everyone goes to sweet green for work and you sit there with your like meal prep, like sweet potato? Yeah. I felt like a fucking loser every time I did that when I had a job in college. Um, but that's like your trade-off. So then after you can go get your little chlorella supplement or something that you've been really waiting to try you know those are the trade-offs I think you have to make and you have to experiment a lot to figure out what things work for you um yeah you know the FOMO I think also goes away as you're older I know I think CMOS girlies are a little bit younger than Emma and I like I definitely reflected on um you know, how I felt about social anxiety and missing out and like my health and wellness choices back then. I think I felt worse about it. I felt worse about staying in. I felt worse about packing my own lunches. And now it's just like, I do not give a fuck at all. Like you learn so much as you grow up, like it does not matter what people think of you. Yeah. And I think, you know, to maybe give people ideas on, you know, staying in, I, I feel that a lot of people just think, oh, I'm staying in. I'm like cooking my own meal. I'm just going to be hanging out alone. Like, no, you can still make it fun. I know like when I was in college, I would always have a lot of dinner parties or just like I would cook with friends and we'd make like really nourishing bowls and, you know, like play games and everything. So you can still make staying in feel special. And I think too, navigating like saving money if you're someone who like has to go into an office and everything. Like for me personally, I have always brought my own meal. Like I, my mom always made her own lunches, yeah, you know, same. in high school, I was always, you know, bringing my own lunches. Cause I just like enjoyed that. I liked kind of knowing what I was having to eat. And, you know, I think for me, like, you know, I'm the only person really at work, you know, within my general team that consistently brings their own meal every single day. And yeah, can it maybe be like awkward when everyone else is like, we're going to go grab lunch and then come back. Like, yeah, it can be awkward, but I'm also just like at a point where, again, I think I've, I am lucky that I know myself really, really well and that I'm not easily influenced by others that I will continue to bring my own lunch and it doesn't even like bother me or phase me or makes me uncomfortable. So I think that also too is just something that you'll get used to. And like, as you grow up, you'll like start to feel like more confident in the choices that you're making. Not that I even think that like bringing your own meal to work should like matter be like a big issue well I remember Um, it to get off that I remember being a big issue and I remember just mid-level manager like I think this is like a meme that people have made on TikTok of like there's always one like boomer woman in the office that always has some shit to say about oh my god you're eating so much I wish I could eat all of that like I specifically have so many fucking managers that would say that about my meal that I brought I had when I brought lunches from home in elementary school my mom would make like a chili and she'd put it in a thermos and people would be like ew what are you eating like I know that's also someone something that like people of color say that whenever they bring like traditional dishes like like white people will always be like what is that you know so it's it's insane that people like still make comments about food just generally baseline like why are you commenting on someone else's food like I, I would never comment about like what someone's like stuff they can't I don't know it's just odd that food is such like a fucking piece of discourse um anyways that's going out versus staying in budgeting there the next thing I think with working out um speaking as a runner for me running is the most democratic exercise you can do get on a pair of shoes and go outside but there's a lot of caveats to that right like as a woman it's a lot dangerous it's more dangerous to run outside um specifically if you're running at night or in the morning or just 
you know, anything you're, when you're running, you're fatigued and like, you're a little bit at risk, et cetera. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but that's just the world we live in. Um, I don't remember the name of that story, but the woman who was unfortunately, I think lost her life, like assaulted, kidnapped and killed or something when she was on a run that happened a few months ago. So it's scary. Um, Running is democratic, yes, but there's a lot of caveats, like I said, and I think you also can make running really expensive, right? Like you can buy products, you can buy fancy gear, you don't have to, but that's kind of your own personal decision. And when it comes to working out, like there's so many discrepancies with it. You could go to Planet Fitness or you could go to Equinox, like that's your choice. I think there's also a lot of people that will get like the the memberships for like a Pilates subscription on their phone or like YouTube's videos are also out there. And you also can buy some equipment for at-home use. Like I have some resistance bands. I have a foam roller. I have like tiny dumbbells that I can use in my apartment if I want to. So there's definitely ways that you can make it more cost effective if you really like want to seek that out. Yeah. I also, my little tip. So For people who've done Pilates, you've used the reformer before, I'm sure, and there's a lot of sliding and gliding and a lot of resistance. Um, A really easy way to kind of mimic that at home is by using like a t-shirt or a towel and kind of just doing like that sliding, gliding, gliding motion. Also, you can use like cans of beans as weights. It's probably the same amount of like weight as a ball of weight would be. Um, Yeah. But I think also, yeah, when it comes to exercise too, I think it's like really, really expensive to do like petite classes, right? And I think what... I would suggest is probably like really find like one form of exercise that you really, really enjoy and just kind of like spend your money there or, you know, because I'm just saying like in New York City, we're really lucky that there are a lot of boutique classes and I know a lot of people who just like, you know, splurge on a multiple packages and that's like so much money. Yeah. Um, So maybe consider class pass too, but I even just think like baseline for most people, like a gym, if you're going to actually use it. Um, I know that there's like a lot of people that I go to, you know, the gym with and they'll just do abs and like follow a video on their phone, which is totally fine. But I just think if you're going to pay money to go to a gym, like just make sure you're actually going to use it because all these are like you huge investments, you know, like gyms are not cheap for the most part unless you go to a Planet Fitness. Um, So I think, yeah, just like make sure that like whatever it is that you give your money to, you actually end up using it. Yeah. And I think don't feel embarrassed to like pull your phone out and watch videos at the gym or like. No. And yeah, that's not what I'm saying. Like I no, no, like no, no, watch saying, all the time. No, I'm saying like people who I think feel intimidated by the gym. Like if you don't know what to do and you're like, well, I don't have money to buy a personal trainer. Like I write shit out in my notes app. Like I will have TikTok videos saved and like watch them at the gym. Like don't feel like that is embarrassing to do. Like if you need to reference it, definitely do it. Or if you don't know if you're doing something correctly, like you'll you'll learn and you'll figure it out. Um, the next point, also like the Pilates reformer thing. I've never done this, but I TikTok people like there's people who say you can like use a foam roller and mimic. I yeah. know that if I did that, I would fall off and injure myself. So I have not tried that, but uh, that could be a fun little Pilates reformer mimicking thing. Um, the next one is investment purchases. So this is something that I've reflected on a lot when it comes to supplements and as someone who is a influencer. So like I have tried a lot of products, obviously, and that's like part of my job. And it's also like a reason that I have tried a lot of stuff. Like if you follow me on Instagram and it seems like Kate has so many supplements because that is like byproduct of the job of what I am doing. Um, just like if you're going to work at a clothing store and you're going to get a budget of like getting like 10 items from J Crew, well, you work there and you have to be dressed in J Crew. So that's a little bit of it for me. But I want to talk about like supplement purchasing and I think what people miss with supplement purchasing. So let's say you're going to Erewhon and you're going to go get the Haley Bieber smoothie, right? I think it has like collagen. It probably has like Amla for beauty. It probably has like rose hip or something else, right? It has a lot of compounds in it and you're getting about one teaspoon of each of those like plant compounds or adaptogens or nootropics in the smoothie, right? You're getting that one time, let's say you just get it once. One time, let's say you eat three meals a day, multiple snacks, like that is over a hundred times you're putting food in your body for a month, right? You're getting one teaspoon of whatever was in that smoothie. And so I think it's a lot more important that you, instead of getting that post-workout smoothie from the bougie place, like go invest in one of these products you really want to try and see if it makes benefits in for like the first day of the month. If you want to, from like a budgeting perspective to keep it easy, like go get one or two things that are in that smoothie, bring them into your house. Is it going to be $90? Yeah. But the smoothie was 16. Like the math does add up there. And like Emma and I both take athletic dreams. It is $99 a month. So it definitely is an expensive premier wellness product, right? If you divide it up, it's about $3 a day. 
if you're getting a latte at Starbucks, I'm sorry, that's equivalent, you know, if not more, right? And I don't think that you could find a multivitamin, a probiotic, an adaptogen, a greens powder, a nootropic, all of those products for a monthly dosage equaling $99. And that's what Athletic Greens is. And so that's why when like, it seems like it's, I mean, it is, it is an expensive product, right? But I don't think you could get those five things I just mentioned all to be $99 a month. So that's how I think about budgeting and costs when you are buying the things that will live in your home versus getting wellness products in like a single dosage that you consume on one day in a meal. If that, does that make sense to people? I hope, I hope what I'm saying conveys and makes sense there. Yeah. And also to bounce off of that, I think just invest in one good quality supplement that you deem like really important or healthy to you. Like, for example, I know it can be like supplements are expensive, right? And if you're trying to get like the best top grade, you know, product for, you know, your multivitamin, your probiotic, et cetera. Yeah. That's going to be like really, really expensive, probably like multiple hundred dollars per month. Um, And so I think like for me, I invest and I get athletic greens because I, really treat that as kind of my probiotic, my greens powder and my multivitamin. So I'm not really spending money on a multivitamin anymore. So like, let's say if sleep's your biggest concern, or that's like the one area of your health that you really want to dedicate yourself to, like go and spend that money and find like a really good quality magnesium. And then, you know, you can still have your probiotic, but maybe you don't need to spend the one, spend money on like the one that's like 90 or a hundred dollars or whatever. Or if like exercise and sports are really important to you, then like, you know, spend your money on a good protein powder and creatine. And maybe you don't take the nicest multivitamin or whatever. And not saying that like, you know, like a multivitamin is going to work and obviously do your research and everything. But like, I'm just saying you don't have to have like, you know, the best of the best all the time. Or, you know, if your immune system is like something that you really want to focus on, then like get your vitamin D and vitamin C. Like I know for me right now, adaptogens or like nootropics aren't really something that I'm focused on. So I'm not really spending my money there. Instead, I'm kind of focusing now, like it's winter and, you know, daylight savings. I bought like a really nice vitamin D because I want to make sure that I'm getting a good quality vitamin D during those dark winter months. And I think too, focus on buying supplements in their whole form with adequate dosages versus like these fun foods. This is kind of touching on Kate's point about like the smoothie, having maybe like one teaspoon of like maca powder or whatever. Um, Like, if you're wanting to reap the benefits of anything, spending $10 on a package food that like maybe has like 0.1% lines. I mean, it's not going to do jack shit. Like if you again, really want to reap those benefits or see how that works and like, yeah, get the actual lines made and you'll save so much more money that way than like having like these random snacks and then also having the lion's mane. It's definitely just like, you know, with health and wellness, you kind of have to make sacrifices and pick and choose what you think is important to you. And I think it's, once again, like we talked about in the bioavailability episode, it's also good to only do a few things. If you're taking a million supplements at once, you're not going to know what it's doing to your body, right? If you're taking lion's mane, as an example, in a smoothie once, one time throughout the month, your body is not going to adapt to it. Like with adaptogens, like the whole word is adapt to stressor and it takes time for your body to adjust to things. It takes time for your body to adjust to any supplements you put in your body or any diet or any lifestyle change, right? Like you can't become a runner overnight. You have to do it for a long time. And so, yeah, that just goes back to the point of like, you focus on what you are cooking because you have control over that, you know, what you are able to buy. And also I think some- it's like, and also, sorry, one more point I want to make is that you're not going to die if you don't have a probiotic, like you're still yeah. going to live. And also, again, you should focus on what you're actually consuming first, like actually focus on getting, you know, your vegetables before considering getting like, a you know, five new supplements. Yeah. Um, the next few things are like random things I thought about that have, you know, I've heard from CMOS girlies and are really smart. One being like working at a co-op or a health store, you're oftentimes going to get like a co-op discount or some sort of discount on stuff. I worked at a like a clean, clean, clean green beauty store in the West Village. And I remember we would get like an employee discount and I tried a lot of like adaptogens and products like that and skincare products, which was really nice for when I was in college. Um, off of that point, budgeting, like shopping in bulk. I think that's what they always say, like for grocery shopping, it's like shop on the outside, not the middle, you know, don't the snack aisle is like really expensive versus like just going and getting rice, which is like not sexy and not fun. Thrive Market, as I mentioned before, is like a really good place to get supplements and to get the crackers when you do want to like get those things. And, you know, getting stuff like if you if you love smoothies, if you love, love, love smoothies, put it on your Christmas list. I, I think when I was younger, I used to put like, you know, you're, you're young and you're a child. You kind of ask for toys for Christmas or your birthday, perhaps. But now, like, I don't even I'm not a, I don't haven't asked for anything. I haven't gotten a birthday gift in years. But I remember at one point I like asked for a magic bullet. I was like, I will use this every day. And this is something that I would love. Um, So, yeah. 
So if you're like a wellness girly or you're like one of our crazy OG like CMOS girlies that post all the fun recipes and you really want like a dehydrator, like ask for it or budget up and save for it for six months because it'll change your life and it'll be awesome. Yeah. And I think also another thing too is like sort of figuring out where it makes sense to get your groceries. I don't know what places you have access to based on where you live, but for me, it's like I focus on getting a lot of my basic pantry staples or a lot of my frozen vegetables from Trader Joe's. And then I'll spend rest of my grocery money on the nicer items at Whole Foods versus getting like everything at Whole Foods or everything at a health store, because like, that's going to be, you're going to be paying like twice as much money for really no reason. And so really like you have to be strategic and yeah, like it might be annoying to do like two full trips, but again, these are just kind of like sacrifices and what it comes to. I think when you're an adult and you like have to learn how to budget and, you know, yeah, make sure your dollar can be spread out as much as possible. Yeah. Like if I bought, bought like a red onion at Whole Foods, I would feel really just like that was a waste of fucking money. Like I'm going to cut into this onion that I could have totally got at Trader Joe's for a lot cheaper. So yeah, definitely look on where you're living. Um, College girlies, kind of a different ballgame if you're on like a meal plan and stuff like that with food and supplements and stuff like that. So your time will come to be an adult. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you don't, you're not missing out on anything, just being in constant anxiety about money in the world. So be happy to be in your little bubble of college for a little bit. But I think that's the app. Um, I hope this was helpful to you guys, kind of how we think about money and wellness and all this stuff. Yeah. And if you have any other saving tips or maybe you know of a place where you can get stuff for cheap, definitely, you know, leave them in the Geneva group chats. I'm sure we'll get a lot of commentary on this episode, I'm sure. Um, or also there's that one website i've never shopped on it but like iherb.com yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah nuts.com also like this episode will be coming out kind of around the time of black friday so maybe if there are any supplements that you're looking for i'm sure people will be having some sort of crazy sale so maybe stock up now for maybe the things that you've always wished you've had you would you have had but like haven't actually made the purchase um you know what i want to see here's memes dude i'm so excited for holidays i'm gonna make like stockings and then just put like magnesium in the stockings cute like i think my mom honestly my mom got me the sleepy time oh the sugar time tea from what is it celestial seasonings yeah yeah she had that in my stocking one year so ask your parents for little if you do want a little tincture or something that could be a cute stocking stuffer i guess i've already gotten videos on tiktok of like here's a holiday gift guide i'm like the fuck it's november and it's i wore a skirt yesterday it's global warming time guys um yeah, so I haven't do not have my Christmas list yet, but yeah, love to see what you guys are asking for. Yeah, um, but I guess that's gonna be the episode. I'm gonna drink some magnesium, maybe take a bath, and get ready for bed. Yeah, I'm gonna go on a meme bender and make some more tonight. I have some ideas flowing after we did this pod, but pleasure to pod with you, dog, as always. I'm hope the bath treats you well. Thank you, and yeah, we'll chat with you all soon. Thank you, CMOS girlies. You know, like, comment, subscribe, join Geneva, all those things, and we'll talk to you next week. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.